The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association has set up a PayPal donation portal for those that want to help Ohio horsemen in need during the COVID-19 crisis. All money donated will go to the OHHA Horsemen's Benevolent Fund. Contributors can earmark their donation for either the Equine or Human Fund. Horsemen in need can apply for funds by completing an application, which is available on the OHHA website, OHHA.com. Thanks, and stay safe. On today's edition of Top of the Stretch, we welcome to the broadcast the Senior Vice President of Racing for Eldorado Gaming, Joe Morris. Joe, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thank you, Roger. Nice to have you here. And, you know, first let's uh, tell our listeners uh, something about Joe Morris. What was your background and how did you make it to Scioto Downs here in Columbus? It wasn't the short road, I can tell you that, but uh, it, it goes back to the 1970s up in the state of Maine. I grew up in a harness racing family. My uncle was Loring Norton, who's a Maine and New England Hall of Famer, had a bunch of really good horses. I worked from him from 12 years old through college. I had a cousin who was a pretty good driver, Bruce Ranger. I didn't have quite the talent in the hands, and then I grew to like heat in the winter and air conditioning in the summer, so I went to the front stretch, and I've been in the racetrack business, standard bred and thoroughbreds, even with some greyhounds uh, since since I got out of college in 83. Um, we got Bruce in the business, got Mike Grafham, who's a cousin in the business, Nick Grafham. I race with a guy named Kim Ireland up in Maine, who's been doing it for a long time, too. I've got three Maine breds I go with him up there with. And I own a couple of starting gates also uh, that do the Maine fairs. On the business path, I went through Hinsdale, New Hampshire, and Foxborough, Mass, with the Sullivan family, uh, and then I ended up in Lexington, Kentucky. I've, I've lived here since 2003, working for the National Thoroughbred Racing Association and the Breeders' Cup. Went into publishing for a little bit with Thoroughbred Times and Horse Illustrated and Young Rider, and then I ended up with the Stronic Group when they came out of bankruptcy back in uh, July of 2011. And I sold sponsorships, helped at all of their different racetracks, and uh, ended up running Golden Gate Fields for them. Then I went to the be president of the Thoroughbred Owners of California, and then back to Stronic, running the West Coast, Santa Anita, Golden Gate. Um, when, when that ended, this gets to the closer to the El Dorado part. I went to work for a guy named Mike Pegram, and, and Mike's on the board of El Dorado. Mike's a big Thoroughbred owner himself. And as El Dorado was uh, looking to, you know, do that merger with Caesars, he recognized they didn't have any racing people in their organization, and he made the introduction with me to them, the Carano family, uh, back in uh, December of last year, and I went to work for him in February. First, uh, working in Indiana, trying to uh, help uh, put a plan together for El Dorado to uh, oversee uh, Indiana Grant and Hoosier. And then we have Pompano also, and now uh, we've got Scioto open as the first harness track in North America, which we're very excited about. That's the long way around. Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of names there that you mentioned, uh, good friends of mine over the years as well. And uh, last time I saw Bruce Ranger, uh, I guess he was the starter with one of your starting gates up there in uh, Maine. <laughs> well, he had, he had a, a pretty bad accident. 
probably in 2015, maybe. And uh, he hadn't, or maybe 16, he hadn't driven for about three years. And uh, Billy Foucher, who I'd known since I was a kid, had those gates. And Billy was getting up in age and his health wasn't really good. And he, uh, but I knew they were for sale, so I called him and I ended up buying them. And then I asked Bruce, you want to drive these things? And he goes, geez, I don't know. And finally, <laughs> finally he does it. And by the end of the season, he tells me, I got to tell you, I got the itch. I'm feeling pretty good. I want to go back in. I said, well, I've got this three-year-old filly. The finals are coming up. Why don't you make your debut the main Sire Sakes finals? And uh, he got three, four drives that day, but he finished a really nice second with the, that mare I had. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> Last year, he started probably 50 days in the starting gates. And he still was the wins leader in the state of Maine. He won over 200 races, and he didn't race at least 50 of the days. So he's, yeah. uh, he's a talented man. No doubt about that. Now, Toyota yeah. Downs was the first track to return to racing in all of North America. And your opening weekend and Memorial Day's program, all with million-dollar handles. What are your thoughts uh, about that great start of Sire Down? Well, you know, it's just fantastic. And I was talking to the El Dorado president, Anthony Carano, and I said, you know, there's a chance that we could be the first track because the others in Ohio could have started as soon. And working with uh, Jason Roth there, our race secretary, and uh, Gabe Pruitt, who I brought up from Florida with me, um, we came up with the idea, Jason's idea, and we helped perfect it a little bit, but let's draw the qualifiers the same with the same condition sheet uh, as we start our races. Never seen a condition sheet on a qualifier before. So that enabled us to start on that Saturday and race the next Friday. I'm, I, I'm thinking we need to call Guinness Book of World Records because I don't think anybody's qualified that many horses in five days before. But we qualified about 700. The first three days were off in a condition sheet that match Friday, Saturday, and Monday. So it gave us a little bit of a head start. That's how we could cycle in. Million um, 054 on the first night. We we were we didn't know what to expect really. You know, I did purse numbers in the five six hundred. Thought it I thought it might be seven fifty eight hundred. Uh, Gabe was pretty adamant. We'd hit a million, and, and we did. And we grew a million one twenty the next night, and a million one uh, one ninety five last night. So almost three point four million over the three days. Um, as I was telling Anthony, a week can be first. He said, I want to be the first track to open. So thinking that is, if you're a racing guy, that's what you want your president to say. And we were able to make it happen uh, only because how great the horsemen are there. What a vibrant, hearty bunch of uh, people the horsemen are in Ohio. You know, I've raced in a lot of states. No complaints. I mean, you know, this week we rushed into it. We all had to wear masks. You know, we're all in this new world we live in. We got four inches of rain over a 20-hour period in the middle of it. Barn area flooded on part of it. Uh, thank goodness we had Dan Coons up there most of the week also, so he kind of walked us through, uh, you know, keeping the track in good shape. Um, but you look at the results, it was well worth everybody's effort, a heck of a team effort, uh, and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people made that happen. Uh, pulled out a few old tricks. You know, we, we Sciota hasn't been, uh, you know, well-promoted over the last little bit. Uh, we got TVG in there. Uh, they took our races, some of our races, on Friday, Saturday, and Monday. 
had the daily racing form in there. These are some old thoroughbred, you know, contacts that I had. Uh, we got free programs out of uh, um, Trackmaster. For, well, they're not free. They were free to our public for the first three days, and, and we'll, we'll continue that for the next few. Uh, we had the uh, OHHA and the Facebook Live. I mean, who? How about this one? The, the, the qualifiers were announced, videoed, and color commentated by the Hall of Famer <laughs> yourself. I mean, that was nobody does that kind of stuff. Uh, and, then, and then we got uh, Roberts to, to let us put it on our website so you could watch it there, too. Um, then we really, uh, Gabe, went through our wagering format, and we freshened that up quite a bit. We put a, a you know low takeout uh, pick five in there, 14%. We call it the player's pick five, and just moved some races around, added a few uh, bets. You know, we had an early double. Well, why not have a late double? You know, we had one pick four. Well, why not have an early pick four and a late pick four? We added a, a pick six with a carryover. Just, just wanted to freshen it up and try to give the gamblers uh, what they're looking for. So it's it's a newer menu, and it's, uh, it's vibrant. And I would say off those handles, they're saying they liked it. So we, we've got to continue to look at that. You know, it's a true partnership in this business between tracks, uh, horsemen, and that's, that's, that's drivers, trainers, and owners, and, and the gamblers. You know, we have to have them uh, wagering on us, or, or it just doesn't work. So pretty exciting. You know, you know, you mentioned uh, the horsemen and such, and the product that the state of Ohio and Saturday Downs in particular is great. The racing's great. You've got a great driver colony. You've got some great trainers. Uh, what's your thoughts on the product uh, that you have here in the Buckeye State? I don't understand, uh, even even after the first three days, I don't understand why the handle is, is not higher. Um, you know, when I look at last year and see, you know, we averaged in the mid 200s a day, to me, that track should be handling at least five, 600,000 a day as an average. And we sh- that should be the base and we should be looking at ways to get it up. Um, so we're not sure what it's missing. You know, we've reached out to some of the bigger batch players, the computer players, uh, to make sure we're on their radar screen. Uh, I think Freshening the wagering format is part of it. But when you have a, a product like that, I mean, we had two qualifiers going 151 in a piece. We've had our uh, opening weekend uh, uh, horse uh, open going 150 flat, nine, 10 races a night. Good driver colony, as you said. These horses are, are on point, uh, they're all ready to go. I would put the quality up against anywhere. Um, we just, I think, I'm, I'm guessing, we just haven't done a very good job positioning it in, in, into the industry. I think we've, uh, we just let our, we let that part of it get a little stale, and we got to bring it back to life. And when I say that part of it, I mean that the tracks part of it, certainly not the horseman's part of it. These, these things. I mean, I, as I've been telling people, there's one speed in Ohio, and it's wide open. Uh, they just go. Now. You went from an afternoon card on Memorial Day to a Memorial Day evening card. Any other plans as far as your schedule for the rest of the year that you may change a bit? Yeah, yeah, it's all wide open. Uh, you know, we'll get through our first week, and the first cycle will be through Saturday, so we can see. I'm wondering uh, and asking the guys, 
you know, why aren't we going Sunday nights? There's nothing there. You look at Pompano, that's a good niche. Not saying we're going to, but we're going to look at places we can fit in. Uh, the way the gambling is now, especially in this coronavirus situation, is coming in through the ADWs only. People can only bet so much. So we have to, Gabe calls them holes. We've got to find our holes where we're relevant and where we're, uh, you know, the, uh, more of a powerful signal. Uh, next to Santa Anita, next to Churchill, those are tough places to be. So when we looked at Monday, I said, no way. Well, I'm going in the afternoon against those tracks when I can go at night against, uh, you know, Assinaboire or, uh, you know, other tr- smaller tracks like that. Uh, and that handle last night showed that was the right decision. But uh, we'll, we'll need to work close with Northfield. So when we're working together, it's, it's almost like a team, you know, to where we're giving our gamblers time enough to get into to, uh, our pool out, get into their pool out. Um, but, uh, we, you know, and we're going to look at other holes. I mean, I, I don't know when they are, but, you know, on a given day, maybe it's 11 o'clock in the morning. needs to be explored. Maybe it's a Sunday. You know, it needs to be explored. Uh, a lot of it depends on what else is out there for competition. And when you look at last night, I mean, the, the, the handle uh, was higher because of the TVG coverage on, on television. When, when uh, our races hit that uh, platform, the handle goes up. I mean, we, we've proven that over the first three days. So we've got to find our no. spots and get into them. Good news is with five days, the number of races, the full fields, the competitiveness, um, we can be pretty flexible. So we're, we're going to look at a lot of stuff. And when I say we, I'll, I'll, I'll be going over it with the team at Scioto and then and then talking with the, uh, the horsemen. You know the OHHA, very involved group in the state, and uh, we've everything we've done so far, we've worked hand in hand with them. Uh, you know on the different things, so that's refreshing. Also, with the return of racing, there were a lot of protocols put into effect for the state racing commission, and that meant not just for horsemen and trainers and drivers and the caretakers and such, but also for the racetrack itself and. Sciota had to do a number of things to have racing to return as well, right? Right. Well, so on our side, starts with when our employee comes to work, including myself, you go get your temperature taken. Uh, when you get out of your car, you put your mask on. You go get your temperature taken. Then you go to work, and that mask stays on. Uh, unless you're in your car, um, it's on for your shift. So we've done that. We added, I don't know, probably six. 16 out in the barn area and paddock sanitation, uh, sanitizing stations. Um, we set up protocol for extra bathroom cleaning. We took a four race paddock and made it a two race paddock. Uh, and when we alternate in between, or we come through with a, we've got a backpack uh, sanitizing system. We come through and we spray off all the uh, cross ties. One of the one of the things that helped us when we were talking with racing commission and even governor staff, it's not like uh, manufacturing or you know meat plant or something. The workstation in this situation is the horse, and the only one touching the horse is he or she who came with the horse. So the the chance of cross contamination is pretty low. Uh, horses are coming from a, a closed environment. You know the, these different stabling places aren't really open to the public so it's a, they're coming from a closed environment they're coming into a closed environment and with no horses stabled there we were able to use those barns we bet them 
uh, and assign stalls and, and uh, assign the same stalls uh, most of the time to the trainers so they get the same space every time. So now they're the only ones touching cross ties and, and the gates and so forth. In, in the, and that gives us a little bit of an advantage there. Uh, and then we bring them up to the paddock and, and out they go. But in the flood, I mean, we, we had uh, we had horses scattered all over that back stretch because we lost a couple barns. Now the but that worked out well for us. Now the $64,000 question. When can we expect or when do you hope that fans will be able to return to the racetrack? Uh, we're hoping it comes hand in hand. Now the governor's done a pretty darn good job in Ohio getting that state back. I mean, I think he's a little little bit ahead some of the surrounding. I live down here in Kentucky. He's certainly uh doing it uh, I wouldn't say better, but at a different pace than than where we are down here and or Indiana. So I would hope that when he when he um you know sees and sets the protocol to open the casino um, say and I, I don't know what the rules of Lucas say they let them you know open at half. I would hope we could go to half at that time also. We, we our plans are in place and the nice thing about the racing commission they they let us uh, input the plans you know greatly when we put these together. There was a lot of collaboration between the the regulators, the tracks, and the horsemen. But we could easily in our clubhouse go to every other table. That's more than six foot. Um, and then the rest of us, with the situation our grandstands in, is outdoors uh, with tables and benches that we can spread out more. And in the tents for the mutuals, we can certainly spread out more. So I'm I'm hoping that happens in June. Uh, but but you know we'll we'll see when, when that happens. Indiana racing opens June 14th with no fans, but their casinos can open with fans. So I, I'm hoping you know beginning of June that that possibly could happen. Uh, but well, that crystal ball, I thought we'd get racing three weeks in a row, uh, and it wasn't until the third week that we did. Yeah. Now, you've, you've been great and everything, and I appreciate it. I want to wish you all the success in the world and relatively a new adventure for you here in uh, the Buckeye State. But I, I think you're in the right state to have a new adventure Ohio. I'm liking it there. Uh, the, the, and, you know, the, I always tell people, and I, I have a little farm here, and I've got thoroughbreds and show horses and the other. And the standard breads are so much, I use the word hardy, but they're so much more hardy than these other breeds. But i got to tell you, your horsemen in Indiana are more hardy than many of the other states I've been in also. So a uh, good group of guys, and I'm, I'm enjoy, enjoying racing with them. They're doing most of it. I'm, I'm just helping get it open and, and hopefully going to be able to grow the handle so it's more prosperous for all. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 